every while I sit and learn at Jesus' feet, I am free. And enjoy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. All the hath never yet been told. I have found the pleasure I once prayed. It is joy and peace within. What a wondrous blessing I am saved from the awful thought of sin. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory on the hand never yet been told. I have found that hope so bright and clear, living in the realm of grace. Oh, the Savior's presence is so near. I can see his smiling face. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of Glory, it is joy unspeakable and full of glory. All the hand have never yet been told. I have found the joy no tongue can tell. How its waves of glory roll. It is like a great overflowing well, springing up within my soul. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Oh, the hand had never yet been told. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for this afternoon. Thank you for safety of travel and letting us all meet here in fellowship with one another. Thank you for everything that you've done. Bless, Lord, the uh, afternoon service. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen as we continue in prayer and praise rather we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 655 hymn 655 sunshine in my soul hymn 655 there is sunshine in my soul ah, there is sunshine in my soul today Yes, and bright than glows in any earthly sky. For Jesus is my light. Oh, there's sunshine, blessed sunshine. In the peaceful, happy moments roll. When Jesus shows his smiling
that you're back at our two o'clock service here at Central Park Baptist Church. There's a few announcements we're going to go over uh, this evening quickly for you and uh, so we can get on with our service. Don't forget about soul winning this Saturday at 930 in the morning. We'll be meeting, going out and knocking doors. I want to thank everybody who came out yesterday. We just need to continue to be faithful to that through our, through our summer uh, months. Amen. Uh, don't forget that uh, on July 25th, uh, there will be an activity to go to the uh, Creation Museum. And uh, that'll, we'll be meeting here at 9.30 in the morning that day. Uh, it's a free event, but we need to know how many people are coming. Amen. If you've been there and you'd like to go back, you may. It's not like you can't go back. Amen. It's just so that you can go and learn as much as you can. Listen, God created all things. And the world would have us to think we came from a single cell anema that rolled up on the shore and rubbed up against something and boop, out popped an arm. Okay. That is just not so. If you cut off your ears, you do not find fins back there. If you cut off your ears, you go deaf, or you're a knucklehead for doing it. Uh, the truth is, uh, we were created in the image and the likeness of God, and there is a wonderful museum that talks about that, shows information about that, that teaches all sorts of ages about that, from a little, that of a little child to the adult. And we're going to go there. It's free. It's not always free, but it will be free, free for you that day. But we need to know who's going to go so that we can make sure we have everything arranged for that. If there's enough, we will take the bus. Amen. That is on July 25th. July 25th. Amen. So we don't want you to forget about that. Don't forget about Ladies Bible Study this Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock in the morning. We'll be meeting in Miss Sherry's Sunday School Room. Uh, I want to encourage all ladies that are able to come to that Bible study to come. You do not have to be a member of Central Park Baptist Church in order to go. Say, Brother Marco, you say that every time. That's right, because we always have somebody new here that needs to know they don't have to be a member to go to that class. Amen. You don't have to be a member to come to any Bible 
uh, class that we have. We want folks to know about the Word of God. Amen? That's how we grow. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we want to encourage folks to come to that. Tuesday evening at 5 p.m., we'll be having uh, Cow Appreciation Day. That means we're going to go eat chicken. Amen? Now, you do know what this is, right? This is not a belt on a pair of pants for a Baptist preacher. This is a fence around a chicken graveyard. Amen? And so... (laughs) Amen? So uh, uh, we're going to go out eat chicken. Uh, five o'clock, we'll be meeting here at the church, those that young folks that are going, uh, and that'll be July 11th this, this week. Amen. I got a hundred, I'm here all week, folks. So uh, <laughs> amen. we'll have men's sports night uh, July 14th at 6.30 p.m., and I'm sure everybody got the information about that this morning that we're interested in it, so I'm not going to repeat any of that tonight. And then there's also going to be college and career class um, uh, game night. Amen. And uh, if you have any questions on that, uh, please uh, see uh, Brother Clark. Amen. Now he's in the he was security this morning. He's back here right now. He's a he's a bean pole in the back. Amen. Seven feet twelve inches. And uh, <laughs> think about it. And um, uh, he's, uh, he'll be he'll be leading that uh, as well. Amen. Next. July 23rd, not next Sunday, but a couple Sundays from now, July 23rd, after the 2 o'clock service, we'll be having a a church-wide teachers and workers meeting. If you're a Sunday school teacher or a Sunday school worker, we'll be having a Sunday school meeting after our 2 o'clock service on July 23rd. It's real important. We have some things Preacher and I have been working on to start in September, amen? And if you don't know about it in advance, then there's no way you can prepare for it. Amen? And so we want to make sure that everybody has that information, everything's going forward. It's exciting to watch what God does through the teaching of his word. Amen? We, it's amazing. I love to walk on Wednesday nights. I walk security and I go past the, the uh, 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 what is your name? Uh, I go past uh, Leah's room and she's got the little kids in there and they're quoting scripture uh, for, uh, for uh, what's it called? Patch the Pirate Club, right? Is that your it's what? Wednesday, not Wednesday night. That's not what it's called. It's just class for Wednesday night. And uh, they'll, they'll sing songs. Uh, and it's wonderful to go up there and hear just the littlest ones saying scripture. Amen. And I want to encourage you to be a part of our Sunday school department. Your children need to know the truth. And one of the places they can learn that is in Sunday school. Adults, we need to know the truth. And you can learn it in Sunday school. Pastor, you come. That's for junior church workers as well, okay? All of our junior church workers need to be in that meeting on the 23rd following the afternoon service, okay? So that's, please mark that down, uh, pass the word along. Everybody, teachers, workers, Sunday school, junior church needs to be there for that, all right? Well, let's have a word of prayer and we'll uh, receive the afternoon offering. Uh, Please keep your eye on the bulletin. We... Uh, On the 11th, we will tally everything that's came in so far this month for or the last four weeks for our uh, debt retirement. And that's going to that started the first of this month. But uh, about the 11th is when we start putting all that together. So keep an eye on the thing out here. Watch your bulletins for that as well. And and uh, be involved in that. Uh, Listen, anytime you give extra, God will bless it and he'll. Uh, he'll make sure that you do not go without because you're taking care of the work of God. So uh, may the Lord bless you as you give. Dear Father, I pray that you'll be with us today and 
again, that you'll bless this offering. Thank you, Father, for the gift and the giver. Thank you, Lord, for uh, all of our guests that were here this morning. I pray, God, that you'd move in their hearts, and Lord, uh, that they'll be back. Thank you for all of our folks who are faithful this afternoon. I pray, God, that you would continue to work in the hearts of our people. Lord, that we might be faithful as you are faithful, Lord, and God, we give you praise. So bless the offering. Again, Father, bless the gift and the giver in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. singing hymn 586 hymn 586 glory to his name hymn 586 glory to his name hymn 586 glory to his name here we go uh, down at the cross where my savior died down where for cleansing from sin i cried there to my heart was the blood applied
can sing glory to his name, as well as this other hymn, hymn 259, to God be the glory. We're giving all the glory to God this evening. Amen. To God be the glory, hymn 259. Hymn 259, let's do the first and last verses of To God be the glory, hymn 259. Here we go. Oh, to God be the glory, great things he hath done. So loved he the world that he gave us his son, who yielded his life and atonement for sin, and opened the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory. Great things he has done. Great things he has taught us. Great things he hath done. And great our rejoicing through Jesus the Son. But purer and higher and greater will be our wonder, our transport when Jesus we see. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the the Lord for each and every one of you. So please greet each other at this time as we prepare for our afternoon special.
good. I like that. Amen. Now I like that. Amen. Exodus chapter 6. Exodus chapter 6. Thank you, ladies. I'm going to read verse 1 through 5. Exodus chapter 6, verse 1 through 5. If you're able, if you would please stand with us as we read scripture this evening in honor of God and his word. Amen. Amen. Found your place, amen. amen. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand he let them go, or with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his, uh, out of his land. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord, and I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But by my name Jehovah was I not known to them. And I have also established my covenant with them <clears throat> to give them uh, the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant. Father, I pray, God, that you'd bless, Lord. And God, again, that you'd help me, uh, Lord, tonight, this afternoon as I preach, Lord, and I pray, God, that, uh, Lord, that you'd help us, Lord, that, that this is just not time spent, uh, God, uh, just time that we, it's just something that we do, but, Lord, that we will allow you to speak to our hearts and that we'll grow and, 
in our relationship with you that will mature in the word of God and uh, Lord through the preaching and teaching of your word and we'll give you praise in Jesus name amen you may be seated <clears throat> yeah. well when you come to hit this plot, spot we see that Moses uh, and toward the end of chapter 5 has gone from the frying pan into the fire Amen. I mean, doesn't that? And, 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 you know, I thought that's about right. That's about normal because <clears throat> when you try to follow God's call on your life, you try to do the right thing, seem like the trouble always starts coming. Right. Amen. I mean, uh, Moses has gone before Pharaoh. He's done as God has uh, told him, and he has requested that Israel be allowed to go three days out into the desert to worship. And he does that. And as a result, it goes from bad to worse. The Egyptians, they quit supplying straw for the bricks, uh, but the quota didn't go down. Uh, the quota stayed the same. And, and because they didn't meet the quota uh, by no you know, fault of their own, <coughs> uh, uh, the workers were beaten, they were abused, and no doubt some of them were probably even killed as a result. Uh, and, and so uh, Moses again and the people have gone from the frying pan into the fire. Things are going bad. And as it always seems like it happens, when things go bad, they blame the preacher. Amen. I mean, look back in chapter 5, verse 21. That's exactly what's happened. I mean, Moses following the leadership of God, is he not? He goes and tells them, what God says, Moses, you go tell Pharaoh, this is what I want them to do. And Moses does that. And then the, the, the old, the wicked uh, 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 taskmasters, they, uh, they start beating the people but, and they quit supplying them straw. And then they, they jump on Moses and look what it says. And they said unto, and, and, and verse 22, and, or excuse me, verse 21, and they said unto them, the Lord look upon you, talking to Moses and Aaron and, and judge because ye have made our savor to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of the servants to put a sword in their hand to slay us. I mean, they, they're mad at Moses. They said, Moses, if you'd have just left well enough alone, we'd have been fine. Everything's were really going good until you started doing what God wanted you to do. That's, that's what they're saying. Amen. Uh, I mean, and, and the, and, but look what Moses did. Look in verse... Uh, uh, keep going, look in verse 22 and verse 23. It says in 22, And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? He didn't, you know, my prayer might have been, God, them, three, them people that came up here jumping on me, just, you know, I don't know if I, don't know if I want to kill them, but can you just maim them and cripple them a little bit? Amen. I mean, can you just deal with them and make them and just fix it where they won't bother me no more? Right, right, right. But that is not what Moses does. He says, Lord, wherefore hast thou evil entreated this people? In other words, why, why, Lord, are you allowing this to happen? Why is it that thou hast sent me? And he questions his call. For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to this people. He's he's, uh, standing in the gap for the people. He's praying on their behalf. Neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. So so everything's going bad. And and Moses does what we ought to do. He goes right to God and gets along with the Lord and pours out his heart to him. And here in chapter 6, we find God's answer to Moses. 
in all this despair that there, there, there's one that uh, Moses realized that, that did not forsake him. God didn't forsake him, but God stood by Moses. And listen, that's what God does for you and me too. Just because we go through problems does not mean that God is not there. Amen. I mean, he is always there for us. God didn't forsake him. When it seemed like everybody and, and, and all the circumstances were against uh, Moses, God stepped in. Amen. I mean, and because look in verse 1. When everything seemed like going bad, the Israelites have turned against him. Look at the very first word of verse 1 in chapter 6. Tell me what it is. Then. Then. Now watch. Moses found out that God was still for him. When we do the will of God and we are faithful in doing it, we will always find that God is for us even though everyone else and everything else, circumstances seem to be against us. We may lack the support of people. We may lack the support of circumstances. But I'm telling you, if we have God's support, if God be for us, who can be against us? Listen, we will have enough support uh, to get the victory. And so this passage shows us how God helped Moses and, and met his need. And it also shows that God will help us and meet our need too. So when we begin to see this, we see the encouraging of Moses. And, and I'm glad to know that God is never early. Amen. God is never late. But he's always on time. And it's always his time. And it seems that when, uh, when we're at our breaking point, that God always does something to keep us going. It's kind of like when your kids are little. They're babies. Man, they, you bring them home and you're all proud. And man, look, we got a little baby. Look at that. We're brand new parents, you know. And, and then they cry all night for the first month. And, and parents are laying in the bed. Y'all been there and you're thinking, oh, man, I got to get some sleep. More than 45 minutes at a whop. You know, amen. You know, we're thinking if, you know, we're thinking to our, of our wives, if she'll just, you know, let me sleep all night, one night. And, and she's thinking, if, if you'll just let me sleep all night, one night. And, and then both of you are thinking, how much longer can we go? Right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, y'all know. And then all of a sudden, when you think you can't take it anymore, guess what happens? The baby sleeps all night. Yeah. Uh-huh. Amen. I mean, it's great. Well, that's what, kind of where we are here. Uh, it seemed like there, it's, he's at the breaking point, but in verse 1, uh, we see in this verse, we see the power of God. But notice when uh, this happens. When does that then happen? When does the then take place? Well, well look at the end of chapter 5. It starts out in, uh, in verse 22. This is, this is the then part. This is the part that takes place in, before the then. Y'all follow, still follow me? What's Moses doing? And Moses returned unto the Lord. In other words, after Moses had prayed, after Moses has gotten along with God, after Moses has sought the face of God, then... That's when the then takes place. It kind of reminds me of Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14 uh, that we talked about uh, this last Sunday uh, where we, it says, if my people who are called by my name, and then it goes through all these things, and then you find the same word, then. Yeah. 
Well, listen, folks, I'm here to let you know that there, the same prerequisites are here today. Uh, if we want to find the, that then for Almighty God, if we want to see the, the then when God steps in, we are going to have to spend some time with God in prayer. Amen. When's the last time you spent more than 15 minutes praying and asking God for something? Yep. I mean, most times we spend 15 minutes is because there's a big tragedy going on in the family and we're seeking God's face. But, but listen, we ought to spend some time alone with God. And when we get serious with God in prayer and spend time alone with Him, pouring our hearts out to God, first in confession, amen, first in confession, then asking God for His Spirit to manifest Himself in, in, in our lives and in our worship. Uh, when we do this, then we'll hear from God. Amen, Amen. Amen Brother White. Listen, we've got to get serious about praying. You know, we want, we want the then. We want the God to show up. But listen, we, if we're not, we don't want to put the time in to see that happen. Yeah, I know, it gets quiet, but listen, it's the truth. Um, God answers Moses uh, in his prayer, and, and notice what it says, Then the Lord said unto Moses, and I, this is another word, I, I, I like this. What's, it, what's the next word? Come on, everybody, well, I'm on count three. One, two, three. That's not enough. One, two, three. Now. After Moses had prayed, then the Lord said unto Moses, now. Isn't that something? Listen, Moses is going to start seeing something take place. The wait is over. Now Moses is going to start seeing the power of God displayed against Pharaoh. Listen, if we want to get to the now, we got to first get to the then. And if if we want the then to take place... Uh, we're going to have to spend some time on our knees before God in prayer. Okay, come on, amen. It's awful quiet. We've we got to get serious about God. We, we're in the place today in our churches where we, wanna, we just want to come and do church. You know, we want to come spend that hour and, you know, because that's what we're supposed to do. And if we, we don't do it, the preacher may call us and say, hey, where you been? Or he may be praying, God, you know, if you'll just smack them around a little bit, you know. And, listen, you know, we don't want the preacher after us, you know, so we got to be there. No, wait a minute. That's not why we're here. We're here to worship God and we're here to hear from God and we're here to get to be strengthened by Almighty God so that we can get to the then and so that we'll get past the then and get to the now. Listen, God help us. I want to see the now. I want, I want to come back to that place where in days gone by where we can see the power of God move in the lives and hearts of people and, and, and the altars are full of people that are serious about worshiping and serving God. I mean, I, you, we, it's, it's sad that we have to think back to those days. I don't want to think back. I'd, I'd rather think, I'd go, man, you remember last week? Man, I, why, and, but nowadays we're having to say, you remember back in the 80s? 
You know, when, when God really moved and, and the Spirit of God sent revival and there were, but there were uh, uh, families that were getting right with one another. There were Christians getting right with one another. There were people being saved. Listen, we were, uh, I can remember being out in a tent revival in June in Kermit, Texas. And the tent was about this high up off the ground and the wind was blowing through it. Listen, and it was dirt and sand and it was packed. There were no air conditioners. I mean, people were just in there. They were just worshiping God. Why? Because they were serious. They wanted to hear uh, from God and they wanted to see God manifest himself uh, in, in people. And listen, they were there because they wanted to be a part of it. Nowadays, it's difficult to get them back. And when we do come back, it's with quiet. Man, I hope the preacher don't get plugged in too much. We could be here 30, 40 minutes. Now, when God says now, we can know that God's about to show up. We can be encouraged that when the enemy seems to have the greater power, watch this, and, and, and we are weaker than ever before, now God manifests himself and he shows up. And folks, God often waits until things are at their worst before he steps in. Why? Because the greater the circumstances are that we need him, the more our faith will rely on him to help us and to get us through. And the greater glory we will give to him when that happens. Uh, Pharaoh had been a man of great power, but <clears throat> listen, there's somebody a, a lot greater about to show up in his life. Uh, Pharaoh is going to be rendered helpless by the power of God, and Pharaoh is going to be forced, think about it, he's going to be forced to do what God desires him to do, and he's not going to be able to do anything to keep it from happening. Verse 1, go back, it says, then the Lord said unto Pharaoh, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. I like it when God does stuff. Moses ain't doing it. God's doing it. Uh, Moses, uh, you know, it's kind of like God's saying, Moses is up here praying, and, and God says, Okay, Moses, step back. Here, let me here, get right here. Uh, now, now Pharaoh's going to see. He, I'm, let me show you something. You know, if we just get out of the way, there's no telling what God might do. If we'll just be a vessel, step out and do what God wants us to do, there's no telling what God will do after we do our part. But we want God to do everything. So God says, For with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. Now the strong hand here is God's hand. It's not Pharaoh's. God's power will... So overcome Pharaoh that Pharaoh is going to force Israel to do the very thing that Pharaoh has been fighting against. And that's letting the people go. <clears throat> In Exodus chapter 12, you, you'll read there, Pharaoh orders the Israelites to leave. And, and he drives them out of the land again because of God's strong hand. And I'm thankful for the power of God. I'm thankful that our God is almighty. And I'm thankful that, that the almighty power of God can cause the enemy to do what they don't want to do. 
It can cause Pharaoh to force the Israelites to leave Egypt. It can cause Haman to give honor to Mordecai, even though he was trying to hang him. It can watch. It can cause our most adverse circumstances, those that might even threaten our very existence. It can cause those circumstances that will promote eventually our well-being if we'll just stay the course. Listen, God's power can make the wrath of man praise Him. Imagine. In fact, there's a verse about that. Psalm seventy-six, ten. It says, "Surely, surely, the wrath of man shall praise Thee." Listen, be careful. I, I want to be on God's side, amen? I, I don't want to be on the other side. And a lot of times, if we're not careful, we limit God to circumstances. We think that if the circumstances are, are easy, then God can help us. But if they're hard, then we think God's help, helpless and He can't help us that much. But listen, the circumstances couldn't have been any worse for Moses. They could not have been any worse for those people. And, 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 uh, and watch this, and we're going to get into this a little later, but in about a year's time from this moment, Moses is going to see God's deliverance in the Israelites. Now, he may not have thought of how it was going to happen, but he didn't have to think about all that. All he had to do was just get out of the way and let God be God. And, and listen, God said, Moses, listen, I'll take care of it from here on out. And, and I'll tell you what to say when I want you to say it. But until then, you just stand right here. And when I need you, I'll let you know. And Moses did just that. Uh, we see in verse 2 and 3, the person of God. God's telling Moses here that, that the great I am, that I am, is in control. Now, the who, God... Uh, making these promises to Moses, he's also going to encourage Moses <clears throat> and, and, and the things that God does is going to provide him encouragement. And we ought to know who God is. And, and listen, the better we know who God is, the better our faith is going to be and the, and the greater encouragement that we'll receive when, when things aren't going so bad. So we just need to, listen, we need to learn, learn who God is. Say, well, I know who God is. He's got to help. Wait a minute, do you know Jehovah God? Do you know Jehovah Jireh God? Do you know El Nisi God? Do you know him? Listen, all those things tell us some things about God that we need to know about. And the better we know him, the better that we can rely on him no matter what the circumstances are. Look in verse 4 and 5. It says, And I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I've also heard the groaning of the children of Israel whom the Egyptians uh, uh, keep in bondage and I have remembered my covenant. Now God's reminding Moses what he has already promised and, uh, and what he's already done for Israel uh, on Israel's behalf. He's telling them, listen, he, said, I, he says, I have also established my covenant. He's re- reminding them, listen, I haven't forgotten. God's reminding Moses that Egypt is not the permanent dwelling place. Man, I'm thankful for that. Watch, we're going somewhere. Canaan is their land of promise. Listen, Israel's been in Egypt for some 400 years at this point, and after 400 years, it was hard for that flesh to believe that there was anything else in their future. Israel looked at the circumstances, and they looked at Egypt, and they had a bad attitude toward Moses. They, had a, they, they thought that, that Canaan was just a, a, a dream. Listen, Moses, we've been, you know, the, the rapture of the saints. I've been hearing about that all my life. 
you know, it, I don't believe we're in, it's going to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen in my lifetime. I've been hearing about that all my life. Things continue as they were. Same thing. They are here. They've been there 400 years and they think it's just a dream. But watch, but God reminds Moses that Canaan is not a dream, but it's a reality. He reminds them that it's a part of of a covenant that he has established with Israel. And in that covenant, God promised Israel their own land and Egypt was not it. Can I tell you this afternoon, watch, let us not come to the place where we think that this world is all there is. Just because we have been here a long time, just because we have heard about the second coming of the Lord, all of our life and all of our parents' lives and perhaps all of our grandparents' lives, listen, we don't come to the place where we think that this earth is the end. It is not the end. This is not our home. God has promised us. He said, I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. This is not our home. This is not where we're going to spend eternity. And I believe with all my heart and all my being that the days are short. We better be ready. Listen, God reminding Israel that, listen, that he made a promise and he's going to keep it. Uh, And God's promises are firm and they are sure. Look in verse 5, we see the Lord's compassion for Israel. In fact, if you go go back to Exodus chapter 3 and look in verse 7, talking about God's compassion, it says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. And have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. You know, when I read that and in preparation, I thought, have we cried out enough in sorrow about where we are so that God would hear our cry and come back and get us? I wonder sometimes if if, if our cry doesn't, uh, you know, if our cry would hasten the return of the Lord. But I'm fearful that we've got so accustomed and so at home in this old world that maybe God hasn't heard our cry because we hadn't been crying out loud enough or long enough. Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm ready to get out. When's the last time you you poured your heart heart to God and said, God, can you just come and get us? I mean, every time I see... Uh, stories on the news about children. You know, I can deal with adults and stuff. It's a little easier. But I hate to see children hurt and in pain with cancer and, you know, and their parents uh, stretching for hope for their, for children, their babies. And, you know, because of of the things that happen. Listen, I'm ready for God to come back. But I'm, I'm fearful that we don't cry out enough. I've talked to parents and they said, yeah, I sure would like to see my kids grow up. Not me. I'd like to see them in heaven. Amen. In a perfect place. And, and that where I can know them and, and, and have a, uh, you know, a good time with them with, where there's no sin and no sorrow, no pain and no sickness. And, and you don't have to worry about somebody coming around and stealing them away and, and all these kind of, listen, I, I don't, and are the things that we see going on in our, our schools today and uh, where they're trying, they don't even teach 
reading, writing, and arithmetic anymore. They teach all this other garbage. I just soon not have to worry about that. And so we see that God has compassion. And here in our text, God reminds us, uh, reminds Moses that he cares. And, and I'm not sure about you, but you know, sometimes I need to be reminded that God cares. Yeah, because old flesh, we're prone to forget. Do y'all? Amen. This flesh is prone to lash out at our Father in heaven when things are going bad. But listen, God's faithful. In fact, God told men in Luke chapter 12, verse 7, that the very hairs of your head are all numbered. You think he cares? Sure he does. What kind of God would, would number the hairs on our head? Amen. Amen. Yeah. I mean, Psalm 56 and verse 8, it says something. He said, watch, the psalmist is telling us of, uh, how God cares. And he says, thou tellest uh, my wanderings <clears throat> and put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? Listen, God takes our tears and places them in a, in a bottle. Why? Because he cares for us. God cares about each one of us. He cares what you go through today. He cared what you went through yesterday. And he cares what you're going to go through tomorrow. Listen, I'm thankful today that my God cares. And he reminds Moses that he cares. And then he uh, reminds him of his commitment to Israel in verse 5. Now, God, there's three I haves here in these verses. And this is God's third one. He says, I have. And reminds us that God's faithful. Um, God hadn't forgotten his covenant to, that he made to Israel. It's been over 400 years. I'd probably forget stuff in 400 years. I'd probably forget stuff that happened last week. I write stuff down and then I forget about it. <clears throat> you know? I mean, I, we're, we're forgetful. Why? Because we're, we're human. But God has not forgotten Moses and Israel, watch, have been there in Egypt 400 years. And listen, I'm thankful that God has forgotten. They thought God had forgotten. Moses said, thou hast not even delivered thy people at all. I mean, we've been waiting 400 years, but, but, but I'm thankful that God tells Moses in, in chapter 6, he says, okay, Moses, then the Lord said after Moses prayed, now shalt thou see. Listen, I'm th- looking forward to the day that when that now comes and we shall see him face to face, our faith will become sight and then it'll be now all over again. Amen. Amen. God has not forgotten. We forget, but God does not. In fact, if you read over and over in Scripture how that Israel kept forgetting God, Psalm 106, just a a few verses, verse 13, it says, they soon forgot his works. How how can they forget? Listen, they saw the parting of the Red Sea. They they got manna from the heavens and fed them every single day. For 40 years, the, the, the shoes on their feet and their clothes didn't wear out. How could they forget God? I don't know, but they did. Verse 21 says, they forget God, their Savior. I'm telling you, listen, forgetting is not a mental problem. It's a spiritual problem. No matter what the circumstances might be in our life, no matter what they might be in your life, you can always find encouragement in the faithfulness of God. This old flesh, listen, 
We blame a lot of our spiritual problems on the flesh. I think sometimes the flesh gets a bad rap. I think sometimes the devil gets a bad rap. Well, the devil made me do it. No, he didn't. Sometimes we make us do it because God sends, remember, God sends a, with temptation a way of escape. Oh, well, you know, the devil may... No, wait a minute. We give in to the flesh. Yeah, and we forget God. It's a spiritual problem. You know, sometimes we, uh, we just need to remember what God's done for us because we're often discouraged by the unfaithfulness of man. Uh, I'm t- y'all ever get discouraged by what people do to you? Yeah, they're, they're unfaithful at best. But God will never let us down. We can count on him. And he's promised he'll fulfill his covenant to us. You know, that's the New Testament, you realize that means a new covenant. Yeah, the Lord made a new covenant with us. And one of these days, he's coming back. And, and when he makes a commitment, he'll never forsake us. Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9. I sent this to Brother Shelton the other day. He's always sending me verses. So <clears throat> I thought I, the Lord gave me one. I thought I'd send it to him. And this is what it says. Write it down. It'll, it'll help you and encourage you. It says, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Man. You know what that lets me know? God's faithful. You know, in the Greek and in the Hebrew, that means... God's faithful. He doesn't forget. But you know, we do. And, and we got to get back to that place where it says then. You know, Moses spent some time with God, pouring his heart out to him. It says, then the Lord spoke. If we want to hear God speak to us, we got to get along with God in prayer. And when we do that, then we'll see the now. Prayer, then, now. But see where it starts? It starts with me and you. Prayer first. Then God speaks. And now God will act on our behalf. I want to see God again. I want to see him manifest himself in in such a way. A preacher friend of mine was preaching at camp the other day. And he sent out a text to, to a bunch of preachers asking us to pray for him in camp. He said he'd been there all week and there'd been no movement. In other words, this Nobody had been at the altar. Nobody had come got saved. And he was worried. Um, listen, because they haven't moved. And the last night, two kids got saved. Listen, you say, man, that's not many. It was two. But we live in a, a gospel. I remember A.V. Henderson told me one time, he was preaching for me in, in, or in Pampa, Texas, and he said, Brother White, he said, people in Texas are gospel hard. And I said, Brother Henderson, what do you mean by that? He said, they've heard everything. And the gospel doesn't reach them like it used to. You know, that's been 30 years ago. And if we were gospel hard then, where are we at today? Can we not come back to that place where we we yearn for the 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 now of, and the moving of God in our hearts, our lives, in our churches. Can we not just?
come back to that place where we understand that it depends on us and on prayer and us getting along with God and, and getting back to that level of commitment and relationship with Him so that He can do something for us and through us. But it all starts with us. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Go back and read it. Listen, Central Park, why can't that be us? The only ones that's keeping it from happening is us. Amen. Yeah. Can I challenge you? Let's, let's get along with God and start spending some quality time with God so that we can see then what God said to Central Park. Now, Central Park, you just, I, I see you've, you've, you've acted on my behalf. You've done what I said. Now, you just step back here and let's see what God can do. I'm looking for that day. Father, help us. Strengthen us, Lord. God, before the then can take place, we have to be as Moses and spend time in prayer. God, if we'll spend time in prayer on our knees before God, Lord, Moses poured his heart out to you, Lord, on behalf of the people. Lord, help us to pour our hearts out on behalf of the lost people and hurting people in this, in this area for the cause of Christ. Help us, Lord, to spend time in prayer about that. God, when you said that, you said, then you spoke to Moses, and you said, now. God, can we get to the now? Lord, can we see the moving of the hand of God in this place on our hearts? And Lord, not so that we can say, look what's going No, but so that, Lord, that we can give you the honor and the glory for it. So please help us to stay out of your way and just be a vessel. Lord, obedient, just as Moses was. And just wait on you and let God be God. And we'll give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. While we stand and while we sing a verse of invitation, Lord, speaking to your heart, you come. Come on right now while we sing just one verse. Why do you wait to-